Welcome to The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore. It is Saturday, September the 26th, 2020. On this episode of The Politocrat, Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs talks about the upcoming general election in the state of Arizona, what voters need to know and the deadlines for registration, for mailing in ballots, and lots more important info. That's coming up next. Welcome back. Yesterday, Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs joined the Politocrat podcast to talk about voting in Arizona and what voters there need to know. Here is that conversation with Secretary of State of Arizona, Katie Hobbs. I have the pleasure of speaking to Secretary of State of Arizona, Katie Hobbs. Secretary Hobbs, how are you today? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Very well, thank you very much for your time as well. I do really do appreciate you sparing a few minutes to to talk about um, voting in your state and and how things are going with that. So thank you for for doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Secretary Hobbs, one of the things I wanted to to, to cover is voting and really um, how you see the process going in Arizona, because obviously we've seen a lot of things in the news, unfortunately. Um, where there are people in Washington, D.C., um, who are, some people, doing, doing what they can to confuse people. Um, for the sake of Arizona, um, in your state, Secretary Hobbs, um, how do you see voting and how are you going about letting voters know that there's nothing to worry about in terms of anything to do with their vote being cast? Yeah. Um, so we, um, I think we had already um, planned to invest in a, a pretty robust public education campaign. Um, misinformation was a large focus of that. And so this, you know, is right in line with that anyway. And then when the pandemic hit, there were additional CARES Act dollars directed at the state. And so um, we are able to, to really step up that campaign. Um, And I think, you know, combating this misinformation around uh, vote by mail um, is absolutely directly pandemic related because that's how we're encouraging most of our voters to participate. So um, so Arizona has a long track record of successful vote by mail. It's very apparent that Arizonans trust the process. Seventy five percent of our registered voters are on our state's permanent early voter list. That means they get a ballot for every election that they're eligible to vote in. Um, And uh, we saw um, record turnout in the presidential preference election that happened back in March, right when the pandemic was was just really getting off the ground here. Um, And then we saw uh, record turnout in the state's primary, not just record turnout in overall numbers, but record early voting. Uh, 88% of voters participated early. 
So I think we're I think we're getting it right. I think we're taking the lessons learned as we head into the November election. But um, I think that voters are 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 signifying that they that they trust the system. I wanted to ask you alongside what you've just said, uh, Secretary Hobbs, um, corresponding with the obviously very successful turnout rate, and that's really actually very good to hear, um, very encouraging to hear for listeners as well. Um, in terms of the amount of people, to your knowledge, who have requested mail-in ballots in advance, we're seeing, for example, in states like North Carolina, uh, a recent report has said that there have been at least a million requests there uh, at this point uh, in this election season versus where four years ago there were only roughly about 85,000 requests. Um, for, this, mm-hmm. for your state, uh, Secretary Hobbs, what are the numbers in terms of whether you've seen a, a more robust participation in terms of requests in advance? Um, what kind of numbers might you have uh, to report in terms of that? please. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's hard to say right now because the deadline to request an early ballot is October 23rd. And so we're going to continue to encourage people to request that up until that deadline. Uh, so we're not sure exactly what it looks like. But um, I can say that um, as, as we've seen increases in voter registration, the number of folks on the permanent early voter list has kept pace at 75%. So, and voters are given the opportunity to sign up for that as they register. And so it looks like as, as voters are registering, they are also signing up for that at the same time. Um, and we did see increases. So, so our um, 2018 general election, the early participation was 75%. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 78%. And in this primary that we just held in August, that early participation went up to 88%. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's and, really, we, and that's what we're really anticipating around 90%, you know, headed into the general election. But it's hard to say just because people are still able to make that request right now. That's really fantastic. And as you quote, uh, as you mentioned those numbers, Secretary Hobbs, uh, I, you know, my mind flashes to countries in, you know, <laughs> other countries where the participation rate is quite frankly in that area or just below the area. Uh, so that's really that's really encouraging because what I have been doing um, is trying to get in touch with a number of different secretaries of states or, or people in their offices and doing research on, on these kinds of things, especially now. So I do appreciate that information. Uh, a couple of other things um, in the next uh, three or four minutes or so that we have mm-hmm. um, to ask you about. Now, you had a voter, well, National Voter Registration Day has uh, passed by. It was on Tuesday of this past week. And you held a, uh, a, a I guess, a, a Facebook conference, uh, town hall, I believe it was. Um, and one thing you mentioned was ballot security. Can you, for the sake of the audience um, listening, can you reiterate that? Because there were some co- concerns, perhaps, or there was a question about ballot security. Sure. Are you referring to particularly uh, ballot by mail security? Yes, that's right. Thank you for be- okay. thank you for for helping me clarify. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I there. I mean, and there is security around all the ballots, how they're handled and stored, both blank and um, and uh, completed ballots. And um, there's no difference in how ballots are handled, whether they're early ballots or 
um, or ballots cast at um, at polling places on election day. Uh, so in terms of voting by mail, I think it's important to, number one, note that um, no voter who doesn't request a ballot by mail is going to get one. So we don't send unsolicited ballots by mail. The voter has to be registered. They have to request a ballot by mail. Um, those ballots are sent in tamper-evident envelopes. Um, they have barcodes, so they're tracked by the counties when they are uh, sent out. And then once they're returned, um, the voter can um, use that tracking to find out if their ballot's been received, if it's been signature verified, um, if it's been, and, and, and that it's ready to be tabulated. Um, and then uh, the, the signature verification itself that is how the identity of that voter is um, is verified, um, and that's done through a rigorous process with trained uh, staff. Uh, and then um, I think there's been also some mention nationally that um, that that the ballots aren't anonymous because of the signature. But um, there there's a the, part of the process is as soon as those signatures are verified and that's determined to be a valid ballot, that that envelope is separated from the ballot. Um, and you can never reunite the two again. And so, uh, and so there's no, you know, someone looking at how a particular individual voted. That's just, it's, it's illegal. It's, um, and it's definitely not part of the process. Uh, so, and then those, those ballots, once they're processed, are, are secured uh, until tabulation can begin. And we begin tabulation in Arizona 14 days before the election. And I think an important note about our tabulation process itself whether it's the early ballots or um, election day ballots. Um, well, election day ballots, voters are feeding into the tabulator at the polling place. Um, but all the tabulation rooms across the state have cameras. And so anyone can go to their to a county election website, click on live view and watch the tabulation process as it occurs, um, starting that 14 days prior to the election. And that point, um is really uh, something that I hope that people who are listening who are in Arizona pay special attention to. Um, and I will certainly be reamplifying that um, once once um, the notes for this particular edition of this podcast uh, episode are prepared so that um, there's links. One of the things I've put together is a, a, a site that has links to every Secretary of State's office registration deadlines and, and in Arizona the voter registration deadline as far as I know is October the 5th you can correct me if I'm wrong secretary yep. Hobbs correct and and um, the the thing that I think is very important also is the voter education and you've and you've um, obviously talked about that here because the, the one question I do want to ask about that secretary Hobbs is about filling out ballots um, in some states, Pennsylvania, there's been this whole thing about naked ballots, and I know every state operates differently. Um, is there something that voters in your state need to know about the filling out of ballots? Obviously, people have to fill them out carefully, um, because I know that in some there are states that are very strict, obviously, to make sure that there's integrity in the process, and you've outlined that. Um, can you talk a little bit about that in the, in the few minutes we have left? in terms of what voters should know about filling these ballots out and how carefully they should be doing it, please? Yeah, um, so, so um, if the ballots by mail include instructions, mm -hmm. um, but I think even though there are instructions, then sometimes voters get it wrong. 
um, and that's okay. I, I think what the, the thing I want to impart mostly is that um, just because you mark a ballot incorrectly, um, this is going to be counted. So um, you should follow this, the directions. But um, for example, there might be stray marks. Um, the counties tell us all the time, like you wouldn't, like people write notes on their ballot, like get this guy out or something like that. <laughs> and so, um, and so if there's, if there's marks on the ballot that don't allow the tabulator to read it, there's a process for that. And um, there's a whole um, uh, adjudication process so that um, there's boards that are made up of two people, a Republican and a Democrat, who look at those ballots and um, determine uh, voter intent. And there's also somebody overseeing this process. So it's not like they're just, um, you know, it, it's a it's a very structured process. And so, um, so I think that if a voter shouldn't worry that if they um, overvoted a race, like they voted for more than are eligible um, to be selected, or if there's stray marks on their ballot or they spilled coffee on their ballot, um, then we are still working to ensure that those votes can be counted. Obviously, in an over, overvote situation, that vote for that particular race probably can't be counted. But um, for example, if a voter crosses out um, something and marks something else, that adjudication board will be able to look at that. And, and if they can, clearly determine the voter intent, then they will count that vote. I see. And signatures. Because um, I, I, I didn't have time, quite frankly, to research this, and I should have before asking mm -hmm. you this, um, Secretary Hobbs. And again, I thank you for your time. Um, signature situations, obviously, in, in mm -hmm. lots of states. What What is it like in Arizona in terms of signatures and matching, if that's done, how mm -hmm. that's done? Can you talk about that for a moment, too, please? Yes. I mean, a lot of voters don't actually know what signature is on file, and it really depends how you register to vote. If you register through the motor voter portal, with, with which is Service Arizona, through motor vehicles, it's going to be the signature they have fi on file with your driver's license or state ID. If you register on a paper form, it's going to be a clip of that signature that's on the paper form. But people's signatures do change over time. And that's part of the verification process. If there's a, a question about potential mismatch of that signature, then the county is going to reach back out to the voter uh, to have what we call curing that signature. And so um, voters do have the opportunity to go in and update their signature um, if they need to at that point. Um, so, um, and that's part of the whole, I, I mentioned it's a, a rigorous process with, with trained staff, and that's all part of that of that process. Great. And two last quick questions. The Native community, mm -hmm. and I do, again, appreciate your time. The Native community, the Indigenous community, um, has been especially hit hard by uh, the coronavirus, and mm -hmm. it's certainly true in the state of Arizona. I think the rates, I think, six or seven times uh, what I think white people in, in your state um, have in terms of contraction of the virus. For the sake of voting, what kind of outreach um, is being done to the Native American, to Native communities, indigenous communities in your state regarding voting? Mm -hmm. um, so we have 22 recognized uh, Indian tribes in the state of Arizona, and they all have different um, conditions in terms of the pandemic different and different barriers when it comes to voting. But I think that particularly 
um, the largest community by far, the community with the most um, challenges when it comes to voting and the most, um, I think, uh, hardest hit with the pandemic is the Navajo Nation, which is the the upper um, northeast corner of the state. And it, it encompasses three of our counties. Um, and so we've been working very closely with the Navajo Nation uh, to, and, and voter outreach activities are particularly difficult right now because a lot of folks don't even have internet access. And so, um, and, and nobody's doing door to door right now. They're under pretty strict lockdown for most of the time on the Navajo Nation to help contain the spread of the virus. And, um, but we've been working with the counties to increase the um, secure ballot drop boxes that are on Navajo Nation uh, because mail is also a really big challenge there, um, access to mail. So secure ballot drop boxes so voters who vote by mail can drop their ballots there instead of relying on the mail to get it back. Um, increase in-person early voting sites. Again, this is a challenge because they're restricting access to the community, but um, but we've been working with them to work this out. And then um, just uh, options that are um, typically used, like uh, curbside voting, being able to expand that. And then a couple of the counties have also um, gotten a mobile unit so that they can have early voting and voter registration, not at the same time because voter registration ends before voter early voting starts, but um, in different communities at different times. So if there's like a community event going on, which isn't to a large extent right now, but they could have that mobile van parked there so people can vote, they can drop off their early ballot. Um, and we've talked with them about potentially partnering those with um, food delivery that they're doing in the community. So, um, so there's a lot of different efforts going on. And we've just been talking to um, the folks who are talking to the members of the community so that they can get that information out. Great. That's really great. And then finally, well, two last things. I do promise that these are going to be the last two questions. First of all, <laughs> I've said this about I three times. I have a little break, so, so we're fine on time. Okay, great, great. And I do, again, I, I just want to thank you for your time because it really means a lot. Um, I know you're very busy, so thank you. Um, one thing that is a concern, and I think that you may know what I'm about to ask you, the post-election situation, are there any concerns for you at all about the state legislature in Arizona and the governor in Arizona and any kind of interfacing that you as the Secretary of State and they as um, the legislature and governor may be doing vis-a-vis -vis issues? Uh, I think people know that there are obviously, like anything else, potential issues that have been talked about. Um, and our reason to think about them. But, you know, it's difficult to really ask a question like this because we don't know yet. Um, but do you see any potential issues uh, that voters should be aware of or that we should be aware of on a political level with, with everything? I think, you know, maybe my question is not being articulated correctly, but... Yeah, no, I, I, I get where you're going. And I know there's just so much speculation out there right now because we are being told to expect unprecedented levels of um, of post-election litigation challenging the results. And I mean, people who know who were there in Florida in 2000 saying that that's like kindergarten compared to what we're going to see. And I, and I absolutely understand that. But um, I think the thing that 
I'm focused on is um, statutorily, my obligation is to certify the official election canvas, and then we convene the electors for the winning candidate. Um, my office does not have any authority, as might have been suggested in a particular magazine article, <laughs> to seat electors of my choosing, nor does the Arizona legislature have any authority to override official election results. And so I know all this speculation comes in, well, what if we don't know the official, you know, what if there's all these court challenges that hold it up? And I think it's a little bit um, irresponsible on the part of chief election officers of the state, any state, to speculate on possible scenarios um, I think that can contribute to voter fear and panic and um, distra it's a distraction from focusing on the real job in front of us right now, which is making sure that every voter can vote and not have to choose between their health and their right to vote and that we are able to count every validly cast ballot. And um, really important. That is, I mean, that's something that um, it's really good to hear. Um, that mm -hmm. because I, I I'll be honest with you and I'm here in California and um, I I do wonder you know because I I, I must say I, I think to add to what you have just said Secretary Hobbs um, some of this too in my humble opinion is uh, an attempt to the panic as you put as you pointed out and the fear but also I mean there there in turn the suppression of of voting you know the idea that you'll discourage oh. somebody yeah. Absolutely. One last thing, the most important takeaways um, that Arizona voters must know. Obviously, you've got a, a very great, a very good website. It's Arizona.vote. For those of you who aren't familiar, um, it's a terrific website. I have looked through some of it, not all of it, but I've looked through some of it. Um, but in these last few moments, Secretary Hobbs, that, 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 that I have you here uh, to speak about these issues, what would the most important takeaways be for voters in Arizona? What are the most important things they need to know, whether it's deadlines, whether it's whatever? Can you please uh, give us um, what those things might be? Well, I, I just want to assure voters in our state that Election officials here in our office, the Secretary of State's office, as well as the counties across the state are working night and day to maintain the security, the accuracy, the fairness of this election, and again, ensure that voters are not having to choose between their health and safety and their right to vote. And we, um, we will uh, count all the ballots that are validly cast. Uh, and we, um, you know, in terms of deadlines, uh, October 5th is that important voter registration deadline. Early voting starts October 7th. October 23rd is the last day to uh, request an, a ballot by mail. And then October 27th is the last day we recommend that you mail that ballot back, but you can certainly drop it off after that. And then um, November 3rd, obviously, is the election our ballots must be received by election day. So make sure you're not putting it in the mail on election day. And voters can get, again, all this information at Arizona.vote, as you mentioned. Secretary Hobbs, um, Secretary Katie Hobbs of Arizona, 
Thank you so very much for your time today on the Politocrat podcast. It's really greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Take care now. Okay. Bye. I want to thank again the Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, who is the Secretary of State of Arizona, for her time. Remember, the website is arizona.vote. Very important website for Arizona voters. That is arizona.vote. Arizona.vote. And again, the voter registration deadline there is October 5th. The first day of mail-in ballots, people uh, getting them, or at least to be mailed out, will be October 7th. The first day of in-person voting early is on October 7th as well. And the last day to request a ballot is the 23rd of October for a uh, ballot by mail. So the deadline in terms of mailing back ballots, um, you know, you, you can return it. To no later than election day um, at a drop box or a voting location. If you want to return your mail-in ballot, you can do it uh, on election day. The 27th of October, if you're, ma- if you're actually mailing back your ballot, the deadline to mail your ballot back, to mail it back, is October 27th. If you are unable to mail it back by the 27th, you have until election day to actually drop it off at a location in person. Whether it's dropping it off at a ballot drop-off box, to drop it off at a drop box, or to return it to any voting location um, in your county, I guess the county that you're assigned to, your location there, in person. But if you want to mail your ballot back, you cannot mail it any later than October 27th. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.